Are you going to promote the brand eventually? Hey, hey, everyone. It's your girl T, aka Sin. She is New Day, and I'm here with my boy, Stylist. And up? my other boy. What up, Creative Bully? Yes. And tonight, we have a really, really interesting conversation to get into. But before we do, of course, we have to let you know how to keep in touch with us. So you can find your girl Sin at sheisnewday.com and subscribe to all that I have going on there. You can always find us at cannabisandchardonnay.com. Stylist, where can people keep They can with always you? find me at twostylist.com. Uh, the album Gamma is streaming uh, online digitally, and it's also on Pandora Radio. So please check out my Pandora Radio station, Stylus, S-T-Y, capital L-I-S, radio. Uh, it's got a bunch of your varieties and similar artists such as myself. And yeah, let's just keep the good vibes alive. I love it. I love it. Creative. How can people keep up what's going on with you? Because I know you have things going on all the time. <laughs> what up y'all could keep up with me uh the creative bully.com and you will see all my links instagram creative bully media yeah that's where you can see me at i love it i love it so guys you'll notice that i don't have my glass of chardonnay and i do not have my roll up roller <gasps> i'm going through some health challenges and it has caused me to consume and enjoy things differently. So today I am sipping on some chamomile tea in my teacup and I am vaporizing some CBD, which is non-active cannabis. And what this does is it brings uh, healing properties to the body, anti-inflammation being one of them. And so bear with me tonight. I know I'm very low energy and I apologize, but I said, you know what? Nothing's gonna stop me from being consistent because I love coming and seeing you guys every Tuesday. And this conversation tonight is one that I've been actually waiting to have with people in general, because I know we all think about these things. And so shout out to Creative for bringing this topic to the table. Tonight, we're talking about aliens and fallen angels. Quote, unquote. Creative, how do you feel about that? This is like, uh, it's like probably my favorite topic on earth. Really? Because it's so much, it's so much on earth that we don't know, and it's so much that's unexplained, and a lot of things we will never get the answers to. And that's kind of scary. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's very scary. I, I'll, I'll do you one further. I'm a person that believes in predestination to an extent. So I mm. feel like everything has already been determined, and there's a path that should be taken. Um, to have the revelation of who you're supposed to be in your time during this earth, you know? But mm -hmm. uh, Silas, how do you feel? Well, uh, I, I'm working on purging fear right now. Um, and I'm working on uh, gaining more wisdom uh, because although we have a lot of information on the web right now through the internet, it's like, things are still being rewritten in a sense. Oh yeah. However, like you said, creative, like there, there's a huge belief system because that's what we were taught. That's what was passed down in history. However, some things have been disclosed, like you mentioned, 
and some things we know. But what we know is that is what I feel like at this point in time is something we truly need to question because things are getting diluted and everything's becoming oversaturated. And that's like implosion from the inside out. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, it's, it's crazy. But when talking about the actual nature of aliens and or celestials creative, what's your take on like the heavens and the earth? Like, um, like when you say, what's my take on it? You mean like, how do I feel about, is there a heaven? No, what's in heaven. If in oh. yeah, and what is heaven? What is heaven? When oh, okay. Time when we think of what is heaven, we look up to the sky. When we, when we read our scriptures in the nature of heaven is in the, what I would also call the outer world while we actually are on earth, which I call the inner world, the inner okay. world and the mechanics on the, the human uh, uh, spectrum. So like when I, when I ask about like the outer world in a sense, what do you think about these uh, foreign celestials coming to uh, this planet? And are they even foreign? <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. I remember growing up when we talk about heaven, people would say when somebody died, like, oh, we'll see them later on the other side. And in the Bible, it says we won't know uh, people. Right. We won't know each other at all. When in heaven? Yeah. No, that's Wait, not what, what the Bible says. Now, what? What? For real? Disclosure. 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 Okay. Just to be fair to everyone in the conversation tonight. I actually am very well versed in biblical mm -hmm. studies, more specifically hermeneutics. Hermeneutics mm -hmm. is the study of scripture in its original context. And you have to appropriate what you read in scripture for the time in which it was written and the principles that you're supposed to get from those stories, moments in history. It's a book that teaches man that God is it's a book that teaches man how to have a relationship with his creator and how to live on earth as it relates to maturing and being a vessel to minister to those in need. God never created us to be anything outside of humans that had a relationship with him. And as we grew, certain knowledge would be revealed to us. Okay. Well, when you said... All right, doesn't it say God is a jealous God and in heaven we'll be praising him 24-7, right? Yes, but you have to understand the context of that scripture. When it speaks of God being a jealous God, it means God will not tolerate idolatry and people putting things above their understanding of what God wants. And there's only two things that God wants from us because we can get into what Jesus did, said, which is amazing, immaculate, and I respect it. But mm -hmm. what what I took from Jesus's ministry and still try to apply to my own life is loving God and understanding that God is and loving my neighbor as myself and loving other human beings and educating myself enough to not offend people purposely, educating myself and my spirit to evolve, to understand. I always pray for understanding above anything else 
because if I understand something, I can possibly make the right choice. And so when God speaks of being a jealous God, he's like, listen, I need you to understand that I am. And like you said, we're not going to get answers to every question. But I think tonight's conversation about aliens and fallen angels is one that needs to be said because there's so many things influencing us right now here on planet Earth. We've been having these full moons, these super moons, just about every year. And they're like record-breaking, history-making full moons. Not only that, we now have a space force being put together by our president that nobody really claims. Why do we need a space force now? I, I know why we need a space it. force. Huh? I know why we need a space force. Oh, we all do. But elaborate. Why do you think we need a space force right now in this date and time? All right. The government, like they've been known about aliens this whole time. But yeah. now, like every like race, we got good humans, bad humans. Mm -hmm. There are some bad aliens out there. And I believe they are conquering galaxies or whatever. And they were, there are some good aliens that we communicate with. Yeah. And they told us, look, these people are coming and y'all need to be ready. So interesting. what better way? Like, OK, let's say President Obama. If President Obama would have uh, brought up a space force, we would have been questioning, like, wait a minute. What is he talking about? What's going on? So they put Donald Trump there because we don't really take Donald Trump that serious. He's not a politician. He goes off and says what he wants to. He's all over Twitter. So what better person to introduce a space force that we need to protect us from something out there than Donald Trump? People won't panic because it's Donald Trump. They're just going to say he's crazy. So he's getting they're getting this together now and letting the public know, oh, we're getting a space force. But we really need that space force to protect us. So why are we sitting? I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm really sorry. I want to know why we're sending Tesla cars into space. I want to know why when we go to the observatory in California, it shows the demonstration of the Tesla power within there. They have this, this strike of energy, mm -hmm. unlike anything I've ever seen in person controlled. It's basically watching lightning controlled. Um, mm -hmm. And a friend of mine actually assisted in the launch of the SpaceX and is working on the next launch as well. So shout out to you, Drew. I know you might be tuning in. So shout out to you and all the great work that you're doing. But I say all this to say, I remember maybe about 2011, six years ago, I'd say, or seven years ago, NASA kind of shut down rocket launches, remember? They shut down going into space. Yeah. Right? But now we're sending cars into space. Mm -hmm. So we won't send astronauts into space. But now they have four astronauts that are going to be actually on the next launch that goes in from SpaceX, the whole, that whole project. So that being said, I want to get a little bit deeper into, into the, <laughs> the whole alien thing and, and aliens versus fallen angels. What is an alien? What is an alien? I'm an alien. You're an alien. Creator, you're an alien. Simply Who called it an alien? Who decided to call it an alien when through all of our teachings of esoteric rather than exoteric meanings, we speak of the spiritual realm and we speak of celestial beings and beings being amongst this planet, giants and things yeah. bigger than us, stronger than us with more capabilities and capa capacity in, in their brain. So like 
why, aliens sound so small to me. Why do we call it an alien when we know it goes deeper and there's a thesaurus for a reason? So when we speak about alien, it's like, what would you call it apart from that? If you could not even touch the word alien, what would you call it and how would, you, how would it make you feel? What would it make you want to discover? I'm biased because I would call it a fallen angel because that's what the Bible has called it to be as well, fallen angels. Um, if you have heard about the book of Enoch, then you know that those fallen angels brought technology to us. They brought civilization to us, makeup to us, science, understanding, writing, Okay. Information. If they brought us information from, you know, so back in Genesis chapter one, right? We take it there. Genesis chapter one, God said, no, I'm sorry, not chapter one, chapter three. He gave the mandate for man not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I have to be precise about that is because most people always say, well, if there's a God, then why is there evil in the world? And it's like, nowhere in the Bible does God say there's not going to be evil in the world, or that there wasn't going to be evil in the world. He said, he did not want us to have the knowledge of good and evil, but he wanted us to partake of the tree of life, which represented experience over time, maturation, maturation. And most people miss that part. Mm. And we want information because we feel like it's gonna make us better. You know, I was at dinner with my father-in-law the other night, well, last week, weeks ago. And he said, you know, technology was meant for good, but it's actually being destructive. Do you notice that a lot of things that come out intentionally meaning for good end up being destructive towards humankind? And I said, mm -hmm. absolutely, I identify with that. You know, but then it goes back to understanding who has dominion over this planet. I call him Lucifer. You know, some people call him a dark force, dark energy. Others call him an alien. There's a scripture in Corinthians chapter, second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. It says Satan himself can masquerade around as an angel of light. Light representing truth, knowledge, understanding, you know, so if we think about the fallen angels and we compare them to aliens and what we are so fascinated about in aliens is their technology, right? Every time they, every time they approach our planet, they have these amazing and immaculate ships, right? Mm -hmm. In the movies that we see. And these ships are technology, te technologically beyond anything we've ever been able to understand. They're transporting themselves. They're able to absorb our, our language. Remember that movie that came out called, I think it was called, arrival with Amy Adams, Forrest Whitaker. And in that movie, they, she was a, a linguistist and she knew all these different languages and they had aliens. They found these aliens, these aliens have landed on the planet basically in these different little hubs and they needed her because she was like the best of the best in understanding languages and all of these different things between species and all that. So they, beckon her, the United States government beckons her to help them communicate with these beings, okay? Mm -hmm. Let's just stop there. 
the technology of those hubs, it was levitating mid-air and it was huge. We understand these beings to bring technology to us and we're always reaching out to them to gain insight for how we can compete. And then you have some propaganda that comes on and it tells us, oh, when the aliens come, some of them want to befriend us. But what are aliens? Like fallen I said, angels. wait, wait. In my opinion, wait, I'm sorry, in my opinion. Wait, that's, opinion. when I hear fallen angels, I feel a sense of a generalization of the fallen angels, but how many fallen angels were there? And, 200, and in the book of Enoch, they talk which about 200 were the, fallen angels. Which uh, angels specifically had um, authoritative roles? They did, in the book of Enoch, it talks about the different roles of the angels. It talks about how the angels came down and made it with humans and they made this humanoid hybrid breed, which we know to be giants. It so talks we're about- we're talking about the Nephilim. The Nephilim, absolutely. I believe aliens are the Nephilim. Creative, what do you know to be about aliens? What, what do you think- Like what species, like, what types what do you of think aliens about all this? have you heard <laughs> I'm of? I'm curious too. I think aliens are just extra, are just beings that live out of space. I didn't, I didn't even, uh, combine them with angels or anything. But what is space? When we think about space, what is space? It's represent? not just empty. No, I know. Right? But what is space? It's is a it's the universe, right? The Milky Way yeah. galaxy, and it's it's uh it's huge. It's huge, and it it, it includes galaxies. Ooh, stomach hurts. <laughs> stomach hurts. Hold on, stomach hurts. E -e 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 -e. Stomach hurts. Oh no. No bueno. All right. Good moment. Sorry. Good moment. Um, We're back to the party. Back to the party. <laughs> All right. Um, when we think of the universe, we know that the universe is a living being. Can we all agree to that? They find new yeah. life in the universe. Every day. <laughs> they're finding different planets. You know, they're finding different masses out there. We're having a lot of different activity in the atmospheres and the heavens, you know, and so. But like you said, uh, creative of good and bad, you know, what was discussed because um, it speaks about, you know, um, what, uh, earth being a reflection of heaven. And there are constellations at war, I think, I think, I'm always imagining and stuff, you know what I mean? I think there are wars going on up in, uh, the the upper constellations mm -hmm. hence why now we all of a sudden need a, a space force yep. which i did read about that article uh, when they first announced it i believe it was around two years ago they announced it mm -hmm. but now it's it's more in the focal point they're promoting it again but it was announced around the same i forget which year but um around like 2006 six 17 like around 2016 mm -hmm. around 2016 they were also talking about people signing up to uh go to the moon you know and the a space city they spoke about space cities um and these were forums like you know the tech crunches and and biotechs and different things like that i'm okay. actually um into STEM research and things like that, because it's fascinating and it's interesting to see what technology is bringing to the world. Mm. You know, like in full circle, what technology is bringing to the world. So um, it's been announced. 
you know, I think people are still catching up because of the terror that's actually happening on Earth right now. Everyone scrambled. Everyone wants to come to the land of milk and honey. Yeah. Not everyone, but a lot of people who are going through the terror, they just want a sense to stop, think, not have to look behind their back like how I grew up in L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's that same thing, but that's a systematic preference that has been that we've been indoctrinated with. Uh, you know, but I think our government knows that there's terrestrial beings. What they do. do. Create, what do you think? I know we have the research. We're going to get into the research show shortly and show you guys. <laughs> but creative, what do you think about all of this? Like, do you think our government knows? Like, you being in the service, have you ever met someone that said, "Yo, man," you know? I know you were probably not in the air air, you know, what do you call it? <laughs> the, what do you, Air Force, boom, ding, ding, ding. Um, you were in the Air Force, so not, you weren't in that specifically, but I know that vets, we get other vets and they meet other people and they mix and they mingle and they exchange stories. So that being said, have you ever met someone um, that has talked to you about serving and encountering terrestrial beings? Uh, no, only thing I, like, um, I'm gonna just say one of my stories on the research. When my roommate, we I worked on uh, jet engines in the Air Force. Oh, and, so I was on, I was spot on. <laughs> one of our planes went down in Area 51. And my boy was one of the pr- people who had to go fix the plane so they can get it out of there. Because that's that was our plane. So they put, they sent our troops in there. So he said... They took everything, the phones, whatever you had, pens, paper, pencil, took everything you had, put you in a blacked out van, um, down, uh, face first, with guns pointed at your head, drove them into a hangar, they fixed the plane, and they put them back in there and drove them out. Now, you in the military, why are you have guns on you, and why are you laying flat face on the ground in a blacked out van? If if there's nothing, yeah, yeah. And wait, what what happened to the other fifty areas? So, oh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Fifty one. No. <laughs> you raise a great question, creative. Why do you need to be blacked out? That's the only thing he could probably share about that experience. But it's crazy to yeah, be like that's, to have to go through that. That felt like I was watching Netflix for a minute. Yeah. And you know, like, you know, you know, like you have some friends that tell stories and you know who like you call somebody be like, I got a friend. I'm like, yo, what you eating? He could be like, yo, I'm eating Fruit Loops, but I know he eating Cocoa Puffs. Like, why are you lying about that? Like this dude, he has no. Nah, he's not that type of person. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's that's crazy. So there's something out there. Exactly. There has to be something out there and we have to start lying about it. And so y'all know how we do. We have to stop lying about it. We have to educate ourselves and start having conversations, especially if we're going to have a space force. Like, does anybody not find that to be weird? Like of all of the years in history, we've not had a space force. Hey, but they prepared us through Star Wars. Man, I think those freaking... Those people in the Air Force, they be seeing stuff. And I don't want to call them liars. And so, you know how we do. We're about to show you the research. We're going to show you what we learned. Research time. Yes, research time. Because, you know, E.T. could be coming. And if you don't got no Reese's Pieces to give him, you just might not be his favorite. Reese's Pieces. E.T. was peaceful. 
E.T. He wasn't. He wasn't. E.T. E. was a crit. Elliot. <laughs> Elliot. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into it, y'all. San Diego, California, Antonio 4, the Department of Defense. That's not how that's though, is it? It's not how they're going to do it. Well, if there's a good thing, it's rotated. Not from this world. So, creative, you found that clip. What led you to that clip? I'm going to get the charger. All right, what led me to that clip was... um. Yo, we still on the show in the um, oh, yeah, YouTube video? Right. 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 Um, what led me to that clip was, where would I see that? I heard it on the news. And so I started digging deeper into it. And there was this guy who was um part of the... One minute, creative. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop the share because we need to see your face. There you go, brother. All right. Get the charges so we don't get cut off on the people. All one right. of the um one of the guys that was hired for this um they had some kind of space uh, alien intelligence organization in the military that was on a you know they had the black programs that they mm -hmm. like fund under the table whatever mm -hmm. so it was one of those programs and since this is declassified now and they're bringing it out he could talk wow. so he said there are like thousands and thousands of different videos and pilots seeing stuff like this. He said there are, um, I forgot where it was, but some of the most, the military bases with the most powerful weapons, they mm -hmm. said uh, like crafts would come down and completely wipe out the entire defense system. Like they couldn't, they couldn't shoot weapons all their guards were down and they said they would do this like every it was like on a like a it was like clockwork and it was like they were coming down seeing what we had the technology we had and showing and just completely wiping it out but they would never do anything they would leave and he said there's so many uh different uh crafts and videos and instances of this happening so he was like man if they whatever they wanted to do they could have did it and there's nothing we can do about it mm. But now we have a space force. I hope it works because uh, these. But but let me ask you: what <laughs> if what if an alien comes down to Earth mm -hmm. and it's in front of you? You fear for your life, yet it comes in peace towards you and does not harm you. Is it bad? No. That's called walking down the street as a woman. There's been encounters. <laughs> There's also been people who have encountered aliens who have not mm -hmm. had this terror story, you know? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so it's really the good versus the bad, and it shows. That's proof at that point of good and bad celestial beings from outer space. So which ones are good and which ones are bad? Yeah. And how do we identify them? 
I have most people don't even care to identify him because they see too many alien movies and predator mm -hmm. movies. Those were created by people, but mm -hmm. the beings that are coming to this planet was created by, you know. Mm -hmm. But a lot of those movies were inspired by the book of yeah, Enoch but, in the Bible, chapter oh. Genesis, chapter six, right? I'm sorry. Let's no, just get okay. into I, it. I didn't know Amen. you were going there. Okay. No, Genesis chapter six, God tells us, why do you think that there was a flood, right? For those of us who have faith in Christ in, in the Bible. I'm not going to say people who don't have faith. I don't know. Me have faith. No judgment. Powerful people. So <laughs> that being said, those of us who have read the Bible and study it and believe in the faith system, we know that there was a flood. There were two disasters on the planet Earth when the Earth in God's intentions got completely out of hand. We have the record of Sodom and Gomorrah, which came way later, you know, Genesis chapter 40s and all that, 46 and stuff, Abraham, Lot, that whole shebang. Then you have way before that, Genesis chapter six, which was, you know, the time of like Adam and his kids. And you have the seventh man who was on the world, who was, you know, Abraham, I'm sorry, who was Noah's grandfather. You know, the bloodline came through him right? The bloodline that was uncontaminated by the giants coming down and mating with the women, right? So they're mating with the women, the bloodline's corrupt, but Noah's bloodline is still uncorrupted. So God chooses his family. That's what the Bible tells us, right? So as God chooses his family and, you know, the earth is redeemed once again, the giants have been taken care of. They're put into the depths as the Bible tells us. And so now, we still understand that there was a bloodline that still existed between mm. those things. It tells us that it got rid of the giants, right? But it doesn't necessarily say that the bloodline did not exist any longer. But what is a giant too at that point? Because, all yeah. right, so if, if, like, when I hear the word giants, like when I hear the word aliens, is like when I, I hear the, the word humans. Yet, when we speak for ourselves as humans, we declassify, we, we, we disassociate ourselves from being human rather than our ethnicity, our ethnical backgrounds. Yet, when we talk about things that we have not yet seen, but we have heard about through leakings of our actually our actual government, we always generalize it as if there's no actual breakdown in the names. But I think an and the alien, species and the types. So I think an alien, the, the definition of alien is someone from an unknown land, right? But there's a difference between someone from an unknown land and someone who's a celestial being from another world. That's what extraterrestrial is. A UFO is simply- It sounds like tomato, tomato. Kind of, but not really. A UFO is an unidentified flying object. If someone threw a frisbee at my head and I'd never seen a frisbee, I would identify that instance as a fucking UFO being thrown at my head. So it's semantics, you know what I'm saying? That's why I say I take it back to the root. Why are we so fascinated with aliens and why do we have a space force right now? Are, have, they've What's been, coming they've and been, when is it coming? Exactly, and it sounds like been, Independence Day. Yes, but we need to talk about what the difference of like fallen angels, right? Like from the studying that I've done, Fallen angels, because of their mixture with the Nephilim angels, they were a corrupt bloodline in the sense of they did the worst of the worst things. You see what I'm saying? Um, there was a lot of perversion going on there. Um, 
taking people's blood and consuming people's bloods and, and body parts and stuff existed in, in those rituals that they did. Wait, yeah. calling angels are angels that get kicked out of heaven? Yes, yes, I have some research to share with the people. I think we shall dive in because we found I found some really great stuff. And I was like, you know, I think that this would be great to share with people because if we're going to talk about extraterrestrial beings, people from someplace not other than Earth, we have to acknowledge that there's life outside of Earth and there's life outside of Earth that's more intelligent than us. And they were also created by something. So yeah. we can get kicked out of heaven. We can be bad in heaven. No, no, there was heaven and there was rebellion in heaven before humanity came to earth. Oh, another mm. conversation. Luke chapter 14, if you're interested. Okay. Big Luke. I'm a nerd. Not Luke Campbell, though. No, not not big booty hoes. <laughs> no. Hold on. Okay, I got to find my comments because I found this wonderful, 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 wonderful video. And I'm looking for that wonderful, wonderful video. But do y'all feel as, you know what I mean? There's, this is a conversation that's really interesting because there's so many parts in our society right now that are being affected by this mindset of dark angels, fallen angels, UFOs, aliens, excuse me. All of these things are becoming prominent in our media. And I am always one of those people that are asking, what are they distracting me from knowing? You know what I mean? But, and then distracting me from knowing something I also want to know the root of those things. So I found something. It's a little bit long, but I think it's going to answer a lot of questions. I may skip through some, through some things to get to some major points because I've already watched this video. But creative, I think this is going to speak to the question that you just asked. And we'll put the link in the actual feed yes. so that you can watch it for yourselves because Absolutely. it is lengthy. You know it, but we got to give y'all the information because we ain't just sitting up here just talking, we really do our research and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. So here we are, it's talking about the secret book of Enoch, fallen angels, Nephilim giants and aliens. And shout out to the Universe Inside You YouTube channel. Um, you can find them in all of their awesome videos on YouTube, I'm subscribed to them, they're super duper dope. So here we go. I like four YouTube channels by the way. is one of the most important non-canonical apocryphal works and probably had a huge influence on early Christian, particularly Gnostic beliefs. Enoch was Noah's great-grandfather and he was the seventh man from Adam. This places the book of Enoch as being around 5,500 years old. Enoch was born 622 years after the creation of Adam and that makes the book of Enoch one of the oldest books on planet Earth. The Book of Enoch is one of those books that almost made it into the Bible, but was then rejected as apocryphal, even though Enoch and the book itself are mentioned and referred to several times in the Bible. The only people who accept the book as an official part of their holy scriptures are Ethiopian Jews and the Ethiopian Orthodox Church and a few more obscure religious groups around the world. Corrupted Angels, the Nephilim Giants, tremendous lifespans, a great deluge, and ancient and advanced knowledge are a few of the topics discussed in the Book of Enoch. It's no wonder why the Book of Enoch hadn't been included into the modern biblical version. 
since its content speaks of wicked angels who became found of mortal women and had mated with them, giving birth to the hybrid race of giant humanoids known throughout secular and biblical history as the Nephilim. The first part of the book is about the Watchers, a group of angels sent to Earth to watch over humans. It is said that the Watchers taught humans reading, writing, weaponry, cosmetics, sorcery, the stars, meteorology, and many other arts, and that this was problematic because it robbed humans the opportunity to discover the arts by themselves. They revealed the eternal secrets which were preserved for heaven which men were striving to learn. Interestingly, this ancient text also details how these fallen angels taught mankind how to make swords and knives, shields and breastplates, magic medicine, root cuttings, incantations, astrology, the course of the moon, as well as how to deceive man. And as Ezel taught men to That's make swords and knives and shields and breastplates and made known to From them the, the metals of, of the earth and the art of working them and bracelets and ornaments and the use of antimony and the beautifying of the eyelids and all kinds of costly stones. Diamonds on my neck. Diamonds, diamonds on and my neck. much godlessness and they committed fornication. I just want to point that out. Do you not see the hip hop industry? Mm-hmm. Bling, bling. <laughs> Do you not see the fashion and beauty industry? Oh. Metals of the earth. We use different metals of the earth to build things, to sustain things. We put them in our bodies for things. It's saying here, if this book is 5,500 years old, it's saying here that all these things were taught to humanity 5,500 years ago. Mm. I'm going to skip a little bit. And they were led as this Nephilim creatures is that they were giants and savages that endangered and pillaged humanity. This is how the Nephilim giants were created, as described in the book of Enoch. And all the others together with them took unto themselves wives, and each chose for himself one, and they began to go in unto them and to defile themselves with them, and they taught them charms and enchantments and the cutting of roots and made them acquainted with plants. And they became pregnant, and they bare great giants, whose height was three hundred else, who consumed all the acquisitions of men. And when men could no longer sustain them, the giants turned against them, and devoured mankind. And they began to sin against birds, and beasts, and reptiles, and fish, and to devour one another's flesh, and drink the blood. Many authors agree that based on numerous ancient texts, we can conclude that the ancient Nephilim could have been an ancient alien species that lived on Earth in the distant past, even though this is an extremely controversial notion for mainstream scholars who firmly oppose it. According to several ancient texts, it's possible to conclude that the Nephilim giants were in fact mysterious beings that dominated over the planet before the Great Flood, and are even the reason why the Great Flood occurred. Tales of this giants can be found in many ancient texts. Over 50 years ago, researchers came across one of the most important archaeological discoveries of the century, when they discovered thousands of ancient artifacts. Among the artifacts discovered, 
were thousands of antique scrolls that offered extremely important insight into our past. Many of these scrolls helped complete a lost fragment in Earth's history. But in addition to the numerous scrolls, archaeologists were surprised when they stumbled across a rare and unusual text, an ancient scroll that describes the demise of the ancient Nephilim, called the Book of Giants. The Book of Giants speaks about the creatures that inhabited our planet in the distant past and how they were destroyed. Starting from the beginning, we must understand that even today, in the 21st century, the word Nephilim is not fully understood. Throughout the years, scholars have proposed a number of etymologies, among them, the fallen, apostates, and even, those that cause others to fall. But regardless of their name, and the meaning, the enigmatic Nephilim, have long been considered the giant beings that inhabited our planet in the distant past. There are several ancient texts that make reference to the Nephilim. One of those texts is the Book of Genesis, which undoubtedly describes these mysterious beings. But the most of the information gathered today comes from the apocryphal Book of Enoch. Enoch plays a very important role in history, and curiously, is one of the most mysterious characters in the Book of Genesis. According to the book of Genesis, Enoch lived for a staggering 265 years. He was taken before God. He walked with God, and he was no more, for God took him. During this time, our planet is said to have been inhabited by angels who interacted for years with mortal people, eventually interbreeding with the daughters of men, which lead to the creation of a race of beings described as being unnaturally strong referred to as giant hybrids or the Nephilim. But the stories about the Nephilim differ in the book of Genesis and the ancient scrolls found in the Qumran caves. The book of giants, which mm -hmm. by the way is incomplete, offers a different perspective about the Nephilim. According to the ancient text, the giants, the Nephilim, became aware that due to their violent ways, they faced an imminent destruction. They asked Enoch, to speak on their behalf to God. The ancient texts detail how the Nephilim lived on earth and created chaos and destruction. At one point in history, they began having prophetic dreams of Armageddon as fear swept through their hearts. According to the texts, the first of the Nephilim to have such prophetic dreams was Maweh, the titan son of the angel Barakal. According to his dream, a huge tablet was submerged underwater. As the tablet surfaces, only three names are left. This is believed to symbolize the Great Flood and eventual distribution of all but Noah's sons. The Nephilim were unsure about the meanings of their dreams, and they spent time debating what Maweh had dreamed. However, they were unsuccessful in interpreting the meaning. Not long passed, and two more giants, Okia and Hahia, the sons of the fallen angel Shinyaza, began having similar dreams. They dreamed a dream. I want to stop there, and there's a reason. Remember when you spoke about the hierarchy of the fallen angels? No. Creative, do you feel like you have more understanding of what they were and are? Or could be. Or could be. Yeah, but why are they all ugly, though? I think that's just this particular author's uh, 
the picture. You know, I think that they must have been attractive, especially if they pulled, you know, human women. All right. Uh, Just uh, watch uh, Twilight. Wait, wait, wait. wait. All right. Edward you, was a pedophile, but he was fly though. Would you call a lion ugly? No. Would you call a cockroach ugly? Yeah. Why? Cause look at a cockroach. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, but it's that same thing. It's like, what is it? What is this visual making us feel? You know what I mean? Is mm -hmm. it ugly? Because there are some people who come out at night. There are some people who come out in the daytime. The nighttime people may think that the nighttime creatures are beautiful. The, the daytime people are like, uh, because they're so used to the night. The nighttime people are like, uh, because they're so used, you know what I mean? I feel they're you. so used to the night and the daylight vice versa. So I look at that and I'm like, mm -hmm. man, what what's really going on? Like I, it's this constant battle, left to right, left to right, rocking the, the boat. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because we, understand life and death for the most part right mm -hmm. yeah everything has a beginning and an end a purpose a season for the most part right absolutely so we're all experience experiencing something in time right now where we don't get to see the things that are spoke about in historic time so it's hard to believe in the sense of it being hocus pocus at times so how much how much like belief do we really have mm -hmm. how, you know because at the end of the day how many people believe in in a greater purpose if not you know the system at you know for instance you can believe in the system you can believe in all these different things but a lot of people are questioning so much in fact today because of the internet and all the information that we're getting yeah. that it's like there is a lineage, there is a link. We played with puzzles as children for a reason. And things have been scattered. This correlates to all of our discussions, you know, just, just in the sense of a metaphor that everything has been scattered over the time. Bloodlines have been diluted, you know, kingdoms have been, you know, in a sense of geology buried under the rubbles of, of today, of today's time. And we're looking back trying to, wait, that actually makes me think why, like we're, we have to fight so hard to look back on history because now history is starting to be revealed. And now it's like the yeah. more like-minded people, the more people who actually discuss these things, talk about it, uh amongst not just themselves mm -hmm. you know but others without fear well then, yeah because i think most know, of us have experiences that cause our belief systems and, and cause us to be like listen i don't know everything but i know that there's something creative have you ever had an experience like uh, that was out of this world that you couldn't explain but it gave you a revelation that there was something bigger like ghosts or anything like that <laughs> have you seen ghosts no, but let me tell my story. Uh, <laughs> I was like 14 years old and I was um, my grandfather lived across the street. We lived in a trailer. He lived in the house. So he had all the snacks and everything at his house and multiple freezers. So we used to stay at his house. 
So my mom and my brothers were out somewhere and I was at my grandpa's house. So I'm watching TV and I look out the window and I see my light on in my room across the street. So I'm thinking maybe they came back and my brothers are back or something. So I'm going to scare them. So I run up, I sneak up to the house and I hear kids laughing and jumping on the bed. So I sit there for a minute, just listening like, "Uh uh-huh. I'm about to tell. So I sneak up to the door, open the door. Then I go to the room and I said, I'm telling, swing the door open. Nobody there. What? And I listened to this for like at least two minutes. Like like loud laughing or maybe somebody outside and then their mother said, come inside now. And then they were gone by the time you got there. No, this was loud. And it sounded like you, they were actually jumping on the bed. So... I I told my mom what happened and they told me a story about that before the lot we were on, there was um, a lady with her children lived there and the the mailboxes are up the street. So you got to walk up the street to check the mailboxes. She locked them in a closet so they wouldn't act up or whatever to go check the mailboxes and the house burned down. And in our house, a lot of things would happen like the lights would flicker. It was like things kids would do. The, the uh, TV would go on and off. And my mom said she uh, did the sage thing and blessed the house. And it stopped after that. Mm-hmm. But that was crazy because, you know, you hear about ghosts and stuff. But when you actually sit there and just listen to them and nobody's there, that was crazy. And I also have a friend who says. She doesn't really like to talk about it, but she sees the ghost. You know, them people who can see the ghost. And mm-hmm. she was like, she'll be in the store and it'll just be like standing there looking at her. And she knows which one are ghosts and are humans. All right. So the ghosts, ghosts, where do ghosts derive from again? Um, They're dead spirits of the dead. Spirits of the dead. Uh, spirits of the dead are in association with the underworld. Yes. I guess because I mean, well, it goes back to that heaven conversation again. It's like, do you believe in heaven? Because if you believe in heaven, then you believe that there's no such things as ghosts because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So once you die, you're in the presence of God. And so anything that's lurking on the planet might be questionable. There's that chain of thought. And then there's the, the Catholic chain of thought of purgatory. You know what I mean? So they may have encountered the ghosts of people who haven't been judged and brought to heaven. I, I wonder if there's any anyone out there that can give us an analytic, like um, um, balance of how many ghosts versus how many uh, um, people in uh, uh, purgatory. What do you mean? Are okay, so how many on, people? So what? They would have, have to study spirits. No, you would have to study. <laughs> no, it wouldn't even be about studying spirits. You would have to study what judgment is about. You'd have to study and understand judgment and what judgment comes purpose and what pur- purpose comes it's all obedience. No, I'm just saying, if you took it from that perspective, you'd have to factor in those things because those who would be judged unto hell would not necessarily there would be no answer because those who were who were in heaven were in heaven and those who were not in heaven would therefore be awaiting judgment because the one thing that the bible does talk about is that there's two judgments right there's the judgment of 
you know, do you believe, do you don't believe? And then there's the judgment of when you believed, what did you do with the time and the purpose that was given to you? There's that judgment. So it's the, the great white throne judgment. And then the final, the final judgment is the great white throne judgment. There's judgment, you know, of Christ. And so those of us that believe in Christ, we believe that we're not judged because we have salvation through the blood. And we know that we will be judged at the great white throne judgment by the creator of the universe in Christ adhering to, and I'm sorry, not adhering, but affirming what we did or didn't do with the revelation knowledge that we had from a birth spirit. Mm. Y'all never experienced ghosts? I've experienced demons. And Mm. actually I can share this story. I can share this story. God rest this angel in heaven. I won't say his name because I respect this person's life that they spent on this planet. But I worked at a company that allowed me to meet some extraordinary individuals. And this person was one of them. And we didn't know each other well, but we communicated enough to have a rapport. And he let me know a lot that I reminded him of his sister. This person was of an alternative lifestyle and was just going through some challenges. And they reached out to me in a very vulnerable state. And I got to see a manifestation of the spiritual realm that I did not even ever believe existed. That manifestation strengthened my faith beyond this world. I, was, I happened to be on a 21 day fast during that time. On my 21st day, I was cleaning up my apartment and my boyfriend at the time, he was like, don't exert too much energy you're depleted. And I was like, I know, but I do something to deal with these hunger pains. And I sat down because I felt a little bit lightheaded. I wasn't out of my body, but I felt extremely in tune with my spirit and myself all at once. And my understanding that I had an audience of God. I don't know any other way to say that. And I heard in my own head with my own voice, I wasn't hearing voices, but I heard in my, my spirit, Tomorrow, you're gonna have an encounter tomorrow, but don't have fear. And I have the journal and I'm almost tempted to go to the journal, but I detail, it's like 10 pages. I detailed that experience so vividly to this day when I do have faith challenges, I go back to that experience because people can write what they want in books, right? They can manipulate it over time, over centuries, all of that they want. But when you as a person have a physical experience that you cannot explain, nobody will ever be able to tell you otherwise. I don't know everything about God. I'm not perfect at all. But I believe that God is, and I believe that as I believe that God is, I'll grow immature to be all that I'm supposed to be. But that experience that I had, it taught me a lot because six o'clock in that morning, my phone rang and it was from that person. And they were having a very interesting moment. And God, which I'll recognize it to be so, gave me everything that I needed 
for that circumstance. And it was a very scary circumstance to see a person in that vulnerable of a state and fear what to do. <laughs> it's like you watch the vampire movies and you see those scenes where people get the stake, I'm not the stake, they get the crucifix and they're like, Whoa! and then some of the demons are like, <sighs> and other ones are like, yeah, yeah. Some of the demons are like, oh, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And some of the demons are like, motherfucker, your faith is not strong enough. Get out of here with that. <laughs> to be someone in a position where God used my vessel to stand firm in that circumstance, I knew that everything that I couldn't see does exist because I was getting a glimpse of something that I probably, that not everybody got to see in their lifetime. And so that's my experience with the spiritual world. Not even that, but sometimes I'll have encounters with people and I'll see their, I don't know how to say this. I can spiritually see their life and my spirit taps in enough to be like, yo, got a message. And some people have come to tears before me and some people have been like, whoa, bro, you're scary. Are you a witch? And I'm like, no, not a witch, not scary. Just have a lot of faith and understanding. And I believe in the origins of things. Are there aliens? Yes. But their formal name are fallen angels. Is there devil in adversary? Yes. Satan? Yes, but his name is Lucifer. Are there many devils? Devil is a manifestation of, of Lucifer's influence. That's why I said devils, yes. Sometimes we can be our own devil in our own life when we tap into that, that part of ourselves that does not magnify our highest being. It's like, is, is, uh, is good and evil just as the word and the feeling through association? Or is it, you know, black and white in a sense? You know, like, does it have different orientations, different uh, ethical backgrounds, historical backgrounds. Well, creative found a really dope video, so I think we shall get check creative. it out. We about to get creative. It's called The Street. Giant of Kandar. Creative. What is The Giant of Kandar about? These um, military members Dropped down on a um, what was I forgot? Afghanistan somewhere, Kandahar, and um, yeah, they some giants ran up on them, and they had to defend themselves. We gonna check, check, check it out, check it out. Come with us. That's Cobra perfect. does. Come with us if you want to live. No, <laughs> so Space Force. giants or a giant in recent history happened in 2002 in Afghanistan. 
And the reason that I have not covered this yet is because it seems just too amazing to be true. So I was waiting to see if any more information will come out about this encounter. But so far, this story still remains the same. And I don't think that we will ever be able to prove it or disprove it. So I figured that it was about time to cover the story. Now, this information comes from Marines, special forces operating in Afghanistan, according to author Steve Quell and reporter and researcher L.A. Marzulli. According to these anonymous Marines and an Air Force officer, a group of special forces were looking for a lost patrol in a remote region in Afghanistan. And while they were walking along a goat path, they came across a very unusual pattern of rocks, tons of bones, and also broken pieces of communication equipment that most likely belonged to the U.S. military. And while these soldiers were investigating this location, a man who was 12 feet tall and weighed 1,100 pounds came out from a cave and killed one of these soldiers with a very unique pike weapon. And the Marines shot beyond belief open fire, and they were able to kill this giant. Now, these Marines could not believe what they had just witnessed, and they told their superiors about this giant and, sadly, their dead friend. So they were told by their commanding officer to hang tight as a helicopter was now being dispatched to their location. Now, it took some time and a lot of help as this giant was extremely heavy, but it was eventually transported to a top-secret military base in Ohio. And after this encounter, these eyewitnesses, these Marines, were told that they had to rewrite the report because the United States government did not want this information to come out. So it would seem that this giant was responsible for killing the patrol that were missing as these Marines assembled upon some of their equipment in front of the giant's cave. Now, there are two things that I find very interesting about this alleged encounter. One, as these soldiers did say that this giant had red hair, six fingers, and six toes, making me wonder if it also possessed two rows of teeth. Wow. And two, is a pike weapon that it was carrying. In many of my previous videos, we have talked a lot about the epic battles between the giants and the Native Americans. And wow. the Native Americans do say that these giants did possess a pike weapon. And when they struck with it, it would go through three braves. And L.A. Marzulli calls this weapon an Nephilim lance. And he also claims that a piece of one of these lances might have just been recently dug up in Michigan. Now, over the years, a couple of Marines and a pilot have come forward about this encounter. But due to the fact that they're all anonymous, I think it's best to remain highly skeptical. But if more Marines start to come forward in the future and they reveal their identity and they can prove that they were stationed in Afghanistan during this time period, and that would add a lot more credibility to this case. But for now, <laughs> I guess all we can do is wonder and imagine. Another very interesting case that I just recently summoned upon comes mm -hmm. from the Amazon near Ecuador and Peru. A British anthropologist named Russell Demon always heard the locals within this region talk about an ancient race of very friendly pale-skinned giants. And in 2014, Russell was informed about a very tall skeleton that was just recently unearthed after a flood. And he was actually able to see and examine this huge female skeleton firsthand. And he stated that this woman lived about 600 years ago and she was almost eight feet tall and it was perfectly healthy. There was nothing wrong with her. So after this discovery, Russell and his team started to dig in and around this location and they found more skeletons. Some of them were almost 10 feet tall and they too were perfectly healthy. Mm. Now this is an amazing discovery, and at the moment Russell and his team are being very cautious, not really giving out that much information you until think their you work don't is done, die. <laughs> which is a very smart move considering that we all know from our previous videos about giants and how fast these skeletons 
can just magically disappear after they are discovered. So hopefully, Russell's work will be done soon. And if he's telling the truth, we might finally have proof that there was once an ancient race of giant humans or a giant cousin of ours that once roamed the earth not that long ago. What kind of cousin you talking about? Because <laughs> that's not what my Bible, my Bible tells me. Creative, what do you think, bro? Man, I want to meet one of these giants. <laughs> if we found the skeletons. What you going to say when the giant meets yeah. you? I need a bodyguard, cuz. <laughs> what you gonna say, yo? I'm gonna pay you. I'm gonna start off by paying you like 400 a week, but I promise you, within a month, we're gonna escalate to that 1K. Yeah. I'm gonna be your manager. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like we have to think about the word alien. We have to think about the bigger picture here, people. You see that people are having these encounters. All right. So there's something out there. And you know, television programming and a lot of the entertainment industry is all about predictively programming us to accept things that they're gonna introduce. And the Space Force is just one of those things. So keep your eyes open. It Have sounds them. like Futurama to me. It is Futurama. Why do you think the government is so secretive? It said like in that video that the government did not wanna let this information out to the public. And Why don't they, they trust have. us with this information? Right? They get access to this information, then they don't trust us. Is it that they don't trust it. us, or is it that they may want to have some kind of advantage? I don't know, creative. When you were doing your training, did they ever warn you guys that you may encounter something that you can't explain and how you should proceed in that instance? And no. if you talk to the public about it? No. That would be considered high class level stuff, depending on what type of job you were being trained for, right? Only thing they would do is, um, like, if they were going to show us something classified, they would tell us we couldn't, uh, couldn't go outside the room and stuff. But so that would just, we, but they would, we wouldn't be able to know even if there was. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just makes sense. Our government doesn't for want us to know anything but what they want that, us to know. Yeah, for the simple fact that it's classified, yet now things that have been classified are now becoming what's the proper term declassified Declass. because of like, time right much like marijuana being illegal now it's mm -hmm. becoming legal and when you're sick and you can't consume the THC <laughs> you get yourself a da Vinci vaporizer which hey. is a precision vaporizer you set your temperature is that dry leaf or is it's, that it's dry herb vape so you, you basically you grind up your CBD hey dry herb and you pack it in the little bowl there and then you click it five times and then it comes on and it, it starts heating you. up i have mine set at the cbd temperature boiling point which is between you know Slow 195 down you between said 195 CBD and cbds points. are the beneficial parts of the cannabis flower and shout out to our sponsor this week for the flower that we do have. It's very, very yummy. It's called Mendo. Um, it's a hybrid, so it's supposed to help with anti-inflammatory, help with nausea because I haven't been able to eat in a few days. And so you really, really, you know, if you're having these type of issues, you want to get yourself a CBD and you want to get a precision vaporizer so that you do not have any combustion messing up your system. But anyhow, that being said, 
That was very informative. It is. <laughs> Thank you for are like, that. Tea, where you been? Tea has been trying to get her health together. It's clean. So it's actually, it's really clean. It's very clean and you can taste it. The flavor is phenomenal. Where can I find that? You can just go to uh, vintivaporizer.com and you can cop one. It's like 275 but it's worth it. Okay, then. No, it is. <laughs> I can't take any no, pills. No, it is. It is. Like, I'm the type of person where I can't take pills, you know, when it comes to paying for conditions that you need pills for. So cannabis has always been my friend. And it's healing a lot more people than actual. Yes, yes. Uh, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> tonight, I'm sorry that I wasn't able to roll up a strand, but I sure did pack the Da Vinci with you. And I didn't roll up, I mean, didn't pour up any Chardonnay, but we had some chamomile. I poured up some Chardonnay. You because sure I'm did. Still, we're still in celebration. We are. You know, creative, he's, he's not Creative doesn't partake. Do you creative. drink, wait, do you drink water, juice, soda, or milk? Y'all know you're on your new diet, so what are you drinking? I won't call it a diet, you know, your new lifestyle. Hashtag Abernacle. I drink water and green juices and protein shakes. Nice. Keeps you energized, right? Yeah, and MCT oil. MC, what's that? It's like a fuel for the brain. It helps with gut health and it helps burn fat. And it does a lot of it does a lot of different things. So how's your health journey been coming along since you, cause you've been consistent. I see you online. Yeah. You're getting it. You ride yeah. up at 5am, you up at 5am in the gym and things. Yeah. I feel great. Yeah. Have you been introducing meat? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I eat meat. Like I don't, I don't, I didn't, mean, I don't, I'm not on the vegan thing anymore. It's funny. Cause me and my husband, we've been, like ever since last week's episode, mm -hmm. we've been trying nothing but vegan products. Oh, okay. Phenomenally interesting. We went to the veggie grill at one point and we tried mm -hmm. some stuff there. Really, really good. Um, there's this patty. Silas, what's the patty that you told me about to try it? The nothing. Well, yeah. Miracle I actually, patty or what is it called? Beyond 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 Meat or Beyond Meat? Yeah, Beyond Beef. Beyond Beef Patty. It's not that bad. I I got it from Whole Foods. And they have it at Veggie Girl too. Shout out to Veggie Well, take for instance, you could take that Beyond Beef Patty, right? That Beyond Meat Patty, and you can go to like an In and Out and still order a burger, just the content without the beef. Mm -hmm. Hacks vegetarian in and out. Shout us out, cannabis and Chardonnay sponsor. <laughs> hey. You know what I mean? You can put the veggie patty in the middle of all the in and out content, and it will still taste like in and out. Bomb. That's crazy. Bomb. So y'all, you See know, the menu. <laughs> you know, you been rocking with cannabis and Chardonnay tonight. Aliens <laughs> or fallen angels? You know, let's take a poll. I say fallen angels. What do you say? I say, I say fallen angels. Creative, what do you say? I'll say aliens. Hey. But I still say, I still say, apart from the fallen angels, there are actual, you know, good angels. You know, mm -hmm. which as mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I'd have to agree to that. Yeah, 100%. So y'all, thanks for tuning in with us tonight. You have tuned into Cannabis and Chardonnay. Visit yeah. us at CannabisandChardonnay.com. Subscribe and become a member. We have three different memberships. So if you love what you're watching, 
we would appreciate your financial support that keeps us able to uh, that keeps us being able to bring this podcast to you, advertise and bring it to others. We have a lot of cool plans to get creative out here to the West Coast yeah. so we can do some in-person videos. We have some celebrities <laughs> that have actually tuned in and reached out to us like, hey, you know, this is kind of cool. Keep it up and giving us encouragement. So you can subscribe and find out everything you need at cannabisandchardonnay.com. You want to keep in touch with your host. It's your girl, Sin. She is New Day. Dot com. It's your boy over here, this guy. Yo, yo, LeBron is coming to LA. Entertainment <laughs> is about to boom. You know what I mean? We gotta ah. get creative out here. Yes. It, everything is just copacetic. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we can only see what's in plain sight, but still continue to have faith. And if you need a new soundtrack, tune in to Stylist Radio on Pandora Radio. Um, and also tune in to Stylist is new. My, I'm talking in <laughs> to my hey, it's new song. album. No, it's because, you know, I haven't had sleep. I'm over here nonstop. We're working, but we're inspired. That's why we don't want to skip a beat. We don't want to miss a day. And, and you know, there's a consistency and a great team. So, so I'm inspired Absolutely. right now. So forgive me for my lack of, you know, energy. But yeah, go to t o s t y l i s two stylists dot com. Check out my new album, Gamma. Creative bully. See. <laughs> I gave you the e. No point with it though. Yo, y'all hit me up thecreativebully.com. Um, all the links are there, and they got the little thumbnails so you can see what you actually going to click on. It's pretty dope. So yeah, check it out. Yes, and we'll tune in next week. We ain't gonna tell you what we're talking about. But we're going to drop some hints. Join us on social media, CC Live Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So we'll check you out, guys, soon. Yeah. Have a great night, everyone. Have a great night. Yo. Taco Tuesday. Drive safe. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>